0: Hey Nick Hey Jeff, what's going on? I'm getting ready to
1: light up a Bishop
0: I just had a Gator That's awesome Aren't they great cigars? You know they really, really are You can pick up your own Bishop and Gator over at MartinezCigars.com 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 has the Bishop and Gator in a variety of size packages (laughs) Packages You would like that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Anyway, head on
2: over to MartinezCigars.com for the Bishop and Gator Hey, this is John Huber with Crowned Heads, and I am on the Cigar Pulpit. I have no idea why. I've never seen these two guys in my life, and um, but they look good on a porch. So listen on and uh, support the Cigar Pulpit.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Nick, and with me as always... It's Gator. And on the line with us today, we have a special guest. We have john huber
2: he is the owner of crown head cigars how are you sir i am well thank you for having me gentlemen it's uh should should be fun we don't get called gentlemen a lot no 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 i don't really call people i (laughs) I don't call people gentlemen very often but i just figured since it's the first time we're really meeting i'd I'd be nice i was gonna say he doesn't know us
0: yet
1: (laughs) right
2: yeah here we go we'll we'll check
0: we'll check at the end of the show so today, right. we are going to be smoking a uh, selection from Crown Heads. We're going to be smoking the Crown Heads mild Diaz. And uh, this is a uh, cigar that features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and Costa Rican, Nicaraguan, and Peruvian filler.
1: Ooh, all the fillers. It.
0: All the fillers. Got it. Love it. 100%. I use Cigar Scanner for my notes for the... For the what's in it and everything, so right. I kind of hope that they nail it. But yeah, so what
2: what is I have to ask the question: What is cigar scanners? There, well, there's an app for this. It's now? an it's
0: an app, and you can scan your cigar and track it, and it has all the notes and everything. However, uh, just this past week, I got an email from them saying that uh, the uh, Apple App Store. Has taken them down because they're supporting the evils of tobacco, and uh, oh. so they're having uh, they're having you go to their website, create like a uh, shortcut on your home screen, and you can do all this through through the web browser. But yeah, so. can
2: uh, can you swear on your show? Oh yeah, hell yeah! Oh you can, oh yeah. Okay, F- go all go right. for it. <laughs> Fuck Apple. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: I mean, Fuck right you, there, Apple. Right there.
2: Hey, I- <laughs> I, I got I want to add to that. So I wake up last week, and it says my phone has automatically been updated with this new iOS that I never even asked for. Uh-huh. Fine. Well and good. I go to use my phone, and now my phone is essentially a brick because my email icon it doesn't even work anymore. Uh, like, watch this. So can you guys see this? Here's yeah. what happens. Yeah. Apple. I press the email. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so again, fuck you, Apple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I uh, I don't do the Apple iOS updates for quite a while after yeah. they drop because there's always a bug. There's always Same. a bug. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. I
2: didn't have an option. Apparently, it just decided it just, to it automatically it. Yep. overnight. Yeah, big yeah. brother just said, "I'm going to go ahead and do this," and by the way, you know, Ugh. fucking that sucks. Well, I got to get yeah. mine
1: out of the cellophane.
2: Really? These are in there. No, they're really not. You're just... Do you guys post just the audio or is it the video? Too? It's just the audio. Oh, okay, good. So yeah. I don't have to worry about the fact that I look like I just rolled out of bed or anything. Like no. That. That's I what mean, we look
0: like. Good... Nobody wants to right. see us anyway.
1: So. I'm at least wearing pants today. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's It's 50-50 <laughs> shot most of the days with him. So
2: It's damn cold. I hope you're wearing pants.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually in t-shirts and a short. It's it, nice out today.
2: It's like 50 degrees. It got
1: down to 26 overnight, and then it's going to be like yes. in the... High 60s, low 70s the rest of the week. It's
0: yeah, crazy. Yeah, now you're based in Nashville, correct?
2: Yeah, you are correct. There yeah, you go. I woke so, up uh, to 29 degrees this morning.
0: Yeah, so. so you're not too far away from us then.
1: No, Music City, uh, USA. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, how about yeah. we go ahead and cut the cigar, and the
0: official cutting is brought to us by... Riverman Cigar Company. Crestwood, Missouri. Our man Dan over there at Riverman, he uh, has a full humidor waiting for you to enjoy... He's got something for every budget, $3 to $100, including the Crown Head Cigars. So, you know, you can go over there and pick up your uh, your Mildias and try it yourself. There you go. He uh, also has that 1,500-square-foot-covered patio out front. Now, granted, it's going to be a little chilly, you know, generally in this time frame. But this week, this week's looking pretty prime. Get out so, and use it. Yeah, you're going to want to make sure you get out and... And use that while you can. He also does mail order. He does mail order. You can give him a call. If you don't have a brick and mortar near you or you want to support a brick and mortar, you can always just give Dan over at Riverman Cigar Company a call, and he will drop a care package in the mail for you with whatever you want.
1: So Good stuff.
0: Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. So with that, we will go ahead and cut the cigar.
1: So, okay. I'm going to be borrowing yours. I want
0: to do the B cut of, of today. Of course you are. You just can't find a cutter, can you?
1: Well, we have a guest and I don't want to gnaw the <laughs> end of my cigar off.
2: I've never used a V cut in my life. Really? And I've been I've been doing this for twenty what, twenty five years? Twenty four years? Yeah, I never used a V cut.
0: You know, I encountered the Calibri Deep V at um T P E this past January. Okay. And um I love the thing. It's it's really Fantastic! I love it. Well, it's a dual so. cutter, too. Well, yeah. I actually have the SV. So on the one side here, it's got the, the deep V, and then on the other mm-hmm. side, it's got a straight cut.
2: Okay. So I like the straight. I prefer a straight cut. Is there a reason? And, and, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I think uh, scientifically, supposedly, it opens up more of the surface area of the heads, which allows more of the the flavor profile to to come through the top of the cigar. The other reason is, is when I used to start going to the factories in the late 1990s, early 2000s, you never found anybody even using a cutter down there. Like Nestor Placencia would grab a cigar and he would just do pinch, pinch, pull. Oh,
0: just finger dancing. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, that's it. So I, I'm like, you know, that's the same reason why I don't use torch lighters. I only use like butane lighters. Uh, like either the Jeep or, or a Zippo. Same thing. All the icons down there that I, I grew up idolizing they all used the the bare bone essential. So I'm like, well who the fuck am I to, to use uh this fancy cutter or <laughs> this font lighter and yeah so that, to this day it's just a, kinda how I roll. Gotcha. Good gotcha. deal.
1: So I've yeah. been uh filleting my scar while we were talking. <laughs> And oh. doing the uh, the cold draw,
2: gratefully off camera. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I don't be, I'll
1: be glad to lean into the uh, what, Zoom video. What here. Do you, what
2: are you getting on the cold draw? It's
1: very fruity.
2: Yes, yes, I agree, hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Now we do something no. here, and I've patented this, by the way. Oh yeah, um, yeah So if I'm you sure mention you it, have. you always have to mention the you know Gator patented <laughs> cold retro hail. So right. and Nick Nick is no, don't lie to You got to do the retro hail. Just do it. Come on, do it with me.
0: It's the cold retro, and basically, what his contention is is that you you draw in through the scar, and then you exhale through your it, nose. It
1: almost okay before you actually light. The you're going to make fun of me because mm-hmm. on a, a previous show or a show that we've recorded at this point, I hooked you up with the fruity pebble candy bar. Do the cold retro, fruity pebbles. Nah, I yeah. don't,
0: don't want to go that <laughs> quite that sweet, because that was a sugar bomb. Well, the, that, the that, candy bar that was. That candy but, bar flat out almost gave me diabetes. Pebbles. I fruity mean, Pebbles. That was...
1: It smells like Fruity Pebbles when you do the cold retro. Okay. I'm saying. Right. There you go. Well, there you go. You need a lighter, too, don't you? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> do you ever come prepared for this? Here, look. Oh, look at you. So, John, I've done yes. a little bit of reading about you. I wanted to okay. be. wanted to be prepared. So. I've read that you uh, you first encountered cigars back in the uh, mid '90s, correct?
2: That is correct.
0: So, I don't. Uh, before we're talking before CAO days and getting into the industry yes. and
2: everything. What what drew you to cigars? The romance, I will say. I mean, I just think that I was kind of going through a, a, a period of my life where, like, I wanted. I did some soul searching. What? Is it that's really going to make me wake up and go, I'm not going to work. I'm going to do something I love. And I I literally, like for a few months, really just kind of analyzed what is it that makes me tick. And a very long story short, I kind of narrowed it down to uh, the draft board became wine and cigars. And I said, what's the common denominator? I said, well, they're both agriculturally grown products, you know, not a lot of machines or, or widgets or whatever are made. Then, you know, come to find out later on after I visited wineries and stuff that there are a lot of machines used in the in producing wine, but none in cigars. And I happened to, by accident, walk into a cigar store one day and it, it was like the light bulbs just went off, man. As soon as I walked into a humidor and I smelled the tobacco and the cedar all mixed, I was just like, I'm home. It was literally like one of those moments, like an epiphany. And I was like, this is what I I got to do. This. this is what I got to do. And, um, you know, back then there was no social media, there was no Instagram, Facebook. So all this stuff, you know, basically it it didn't exist. So it was like the, the challenge became, how am I going to get my foot in this door? And, um, I mean, I couldn't get, I couldn't get, I couldn't get arrested in the industry. I tried to go to that (laughs) same cigar store and say, look, man, I'll work for you guys for five bucks an hour and nah, we don't need you. You know, you know, and I literally, I remember going into a wine store around the same time and finding a copy of Cigar Fishing Out of Magazine with George Burns on the cover,
0: <laughs> and
2: I read that thing cover to cover, and um, and I found every company in there with an address, and I would send letters right to every company I could possibly find, and um, and then literally got turned it, when they would give me the decency of a reply it would be a thank you no and then most of them just didn't even acknowledge it i did get a nice rejection letter from cigar fashion magazine itself gordon mott wrote me back because so i pitched myself as their southeastern correspondent <laughs> i mean i i had no filter i was just like going for it right? yeah it was hey you're just and, um, anything you could yeah yeah man i just had to get in there and literally it was like it's like a movie like the very last ad in this magazine was for a company called cao International, and I saw the address, 830 Kendall Drive, Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm like, shit, man, I'm, I'm in Nashville. You know, I got to figure this out. So I make a couple of cold calls, find out the owner's name, write a nice impassioned letter, hear nothing for like four months. And now I'm like kind of going, oh, shit, how am I going to, what's going to happen? So at the time, I'm working a temp job, and um, I get a phone call on my voicemail one day, and it was from this gentleman named John O. Osgood. And I, I didn't even know who it was at the time. And um, it was basically saying, hey, you sent me a letter like four months ago. And I called him back right away. I said, yeah, let me just come on in. I'll meet you. So I went in there I interviewed. He said, OK, let me think about it. He was just kind of getting off the ground floor then with CAO and um, literally had just gone from his basement to a small little shanty office. And then a couple weeks later, I came in and interviewed again. And I just said, listen, let me just, just pay me what I'm making here at my temp job and, and let's, let's go. And um, he says, well, all I really need right now is a shipping manager. Oh, dude, I got it. I mean, you're going to be your best shipping manager ever. I know all about shipping. I knew nothing about shipping. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's how I got my foot in the door, man. And I just le- never looked back. And, um, Fake it till and you personal- make it. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I'm the, the, t- the poster child for that. So um, once I got in there and I started to get my feet wet with it, you know, this is, I mean, you got to remember, this was like we used to like pack the orders We would first of all drive to his house, go to his little cellar that he kept the cigars in, pack this guy's pickup truck with the cigars that we needed for the day, drive back to the office, pack them all by hand, write everything in a UPS log, and that's how we'd ship product out. There was no, nothing was automated. I
0: was going to say, yeah.
2: It was crazy, right? So, but in between all of this and behind the scenes, I started to like actively promote the brand however I could and, and serendipitously if that's a word um i was listening to the radio one morning on a local radio station called kdf which was a, a rock station at the time and they were doing a promotion um where they were giving away tickets to a prize fight and a box of cigars so i'm like i heard that and i went Ding. so i i pick up the phone and i called the radio station i say, hey where are you guys getting these cigars from and they're like we don't know it just sound like a good fit for a prize fight. Watch a prize fight. Smoke a cigar. Yeah. I said, well, "Look, I work for a small company here in Nashville." I said, "I will get you the product. I will donate the product. You just give me a couple of ads on on the air." And they said, "Okay, deal." So I taped these ads on a cassette, and then I parlayed that a couple weeks later. And I called them back I said, "Look, you know, cigars are getting hot right now. This is 1996, I think it was."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I said, "You need you need me to come in there and like let's do a show on cigars, right?" So once a week, I would drive into the station before I go to work, and I would do a little interview, like the cigar guy, and I would take questions and answers. And so then I get this on a cassette tape. So after about a month of doing all of this, I come back to John O's office. I play these, these spots, and I play these interviews. And he's like, wow, I didn't know this, this existed. Who is this guy? He's really good. I said, it's me. And he's like, you're, you're the director of promotions and public relations. You are terrible at shipping. This is your new gig. <laughs> And that's how it really got started, like five months into it. And that's how I I really kind of got my feet wet.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, so obviously, you know, you were with CAO all the way up until the the sale. Correct. But while you were at CAO, that's when you met your business partner, correct?
2: That is correct, Mike Condor. So what happened with Mike... We, the Osgeners, brought him in as a consultant. He, Mike worked for General Cigar for, gosh, I think must, must have been close to 20 years. And then he left there. He did a brief stint of Florida Dominicana with Lido. And then uh, the Osgeners hired him as a consultant uh, for CAO. And that's when we really took off um, under his leadership there. And he would come down like three days a week and, um, you know, work with us. And then um, the initial sale to Winterman's happened and they called me and said, there's a restructuring going on. And um, I was just like, oh, God, I'm fired, you know, whatever. And they said, uh, no, we're just restructuring the the marketing department and you're going to answer to Mike. And I'm like, that's it? And they're like, yes, let's go. Mike and I had had become friends and we had a good relationship and I, I really respected his direction and everything. So it was it was great working with and for Mike he was he's been great so that's what happened with the first sale and then eventually Wintermans gets acquired by Swedish Match they you know do with the thing and next thing I know you know CAO is no longer so
0: gotcha well so speaking of Mike can you and you kind of just touched on it but like can you tell us a little bit about that relationship like what kind of made you guys gel as partners to to go off and and start Crown Heads?
2: You know, honestly, it's just kind of like an organic chemistry. I mean, I just our personalities fit well. I mean, he's a, the polar opposite of me in terms of he's he's business minded, he's smart. I'm not business minded. I'm not necessarily a smart guy, but I'm creative and and in a lot of different aspects. So you put the two together, and you got a pretty good cocktail. Um, and you know, just just personally, we just always gelled together. You know, even aside from work, we just were like. You know, to this day, we still have a really good relationship. We're we're friends first, and, and business partners second. So, just just fortunate that the two personalities meshed, and and his attributes and his talents, um, you know, were a good mix for mine. So
1: that's awesome, and that that's the exact yeah. opposite of Nick and I. We're more, I guess, frenemies. Would that be the term? At each other's throats. Exactly yeah. on a daily basis. Yes
0: if you would have been on time. Oh, there's,
1: there's- I was on time. I want to point that out.
2: <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. There's been times in the past where we've gotten at each other's throats. There's no question about it. I mean, when we first started Crown heads, I'm a very opinionated SOB. And I mean, there was times where I was throwing chairs. That's a true story. You know, I'm like, fuck it. Uh, you know, and then Mike's always the calm guy to like, just, okay, let him, let him throw a tantrum and he'll come back. And I do. And I make my apologies and we go forward. And, you know, it's it's we have good relationships. I
1: think I actually have a picture of me hitting Nick with a chair
2: uh, at a uh, trivia night. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, so. I actually did do that. That's
1: possible. So. That's funny. Nice. Anyway. Nice. The relationship's so. parallel. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. There you go. What
0: are you getting mm-hmm. on your cigar? Um, Why do you always just randomly do that to me? I
1: because don't... we haven't talked about it yet. Well,
0: I get it, but I don't it's know. really I good.
1: Well, what are you getting? I got an I... impeccable burn line going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, now, I may be way off here and i am drinking coffee with it and it's burning up really nicely with the coffee but i'm getting mm-hmm. a lot of like earthy flavors um you know the sweetness went away after the the colder on the cold retro but i'm i'm enjoying the cigar uh,
0: no i'm liking it too and the construction is really really good on it cuz there is a little bit of a breeze back here Yeah. so i was kind of worried about the burn line
1: but the burn line's like razor tight i'm stacking like, dimes over here look yeah, at that
0: yeah you're doing good yeah. so and you're right there's a little earthiness at least so I I don't know John I know on Instagram recently you kind of kind of yeah. unloaded about how people haven't really gotten this cigar and yeah, yeah. Um, so so with that being said tell us a little bit about the the mildias while we're smoking this here.
2: Well, one of the things that's funny you guys are smoking it outside and I kind of was like uh oh because I did watch a, a video reviewer on YouTube uh, a few weeks ago and the guy was sitting outside on the t- very windy day and the guy's just doing like this. Yeah, and see. He puts it down, right? And then he comes back, like literally, he says, "It's been 20 minutes. I'm doing some edits, and oh, I've got to relight the cigar." I'm like, "Well, what did you think was going to happen? And you put it down for 20 minutes outside <laughs> in, in the wind, wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah?" And he's like, "You know, taking points off for construction," and I'm like, oh, "Unbelievable!"
0: No, it, it's like what? It's like know? I just said. If it's windy, you kind of have to uh, expect that maybe burn lines aren't going to be perfect
1: or something like that. Yeah, you know,
0: I mean, you're yeah, outside in the elements. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's no issues here today with this. This thing is constructed just impeccably.
2: Yeah, no. um, What do you want me to say about Mildius? Mildius is my baby right now. I mean, I just really. I mean, they're all my babies. But to be perfectly honest, like when I'm what I smoke here in the office, nine times out of ten, if it's not a sample product that I'm working on right now, um, it's it's Mildius that I reach for. It's just it's to me it's so unique. And that I, and yes, I did go off a little bit and i I said, I'm waiting for somebody to actually understand this blend because people couldn't pigeonhole it. They couldn't say, well, it's a pepper bomb, like i or they couldn't say it's, you know, creamy, like luminosa or something like that. But so they couldn't put it in a box. So instead they just said, well, it's, it's not like anything they've done. So I'm like, is that necessarily a bad thing? It's not, you know? Um, but, yeah, as soon as you guys on the cold draw got that fruity vibe to it, I'm like, okay, these guys are going to – it's going to click because that's what I got initially on the cold draw, that, that blend when we started working
0: on it. Yeah, no, it's a really good cigar, and you're right. It's not a pepper bomb. There's a little pepper to the retrohale, just a little you – know, I mean, it's there, but it's not like
1: – It's not overwhelming
0: no. by any means, yeah. And but and there's maybe a little it, – and it's it's a real smooth cigar. I'd, I'd maybe say like a medium – Strength. I mean, I'm not really too far into it to really know right. full on, but like, it's not a real mild cigar, but it's definitely not an oppressive, heavy cigar or anything like that. But no, it's, you know, it's
2: it's got a lot going on. When she now is probably not the time for you guys to like go. Okay, you know, after maybe tomorrow, the next day, when you smoke another one, you get into it, and you're not like bullshitting with me. Yeah, you'll see that it's it's complex, it's layered. Um, one thing that I think is 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 particularly noteworthy the cigar is. is when Luciano Morales and I were both smoking this cigar back and forth, and it was like every sample I had, it created this like salivary experience in your mouth. Where like I'd be smoking it, I'm like I gotta, sp- I'm like spitting, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And then the same reviewer that I was just kind of alluding to was saying how mouth drying it was, and I'm like, are you smoking the same cigar? Because I smoke <laughs> boxes of this cigar, and every time it has the same effect on my salivary glands, where it's just like very mouth watering. Yeah, um, yeah, it's
1: not a mouth-drying cigar by any means. No.
2: Not at yeah. all. Not at all. And that's what I was kind of like going off. I'm like, don't, you know, fucking, if you're going to review the cigar, <laughs> review the cigar. But what are you smoking? Um, the, the, so going to the, the whole backstory to address your question, what it is, is Mildias means a thousand days. And essentially, it's roughly the time that it took from point A to point B to get this blend finalized. Now, I will say that doesn't mean that every day for a thousand days that we're like laying bricks and trying to go back and work on this blend. No, it was like, it was the initial sample that we got from Luciano and Radio Pichardo back at the IPCPR in 2017. You know, we, that, that initial blend really caught my attention. I'm like, well, let's let's fuck around with this a little bit. Let's mess with it. So behind the scenes when we were doing other things, we would always kind of play with this blend going back and forth. And then eventually in January of this year, before the pandemic uh luciano texts me and says I, I think i got it and i'm like really and he said uh, yeah let me send you some samples of this thing and um so when i smoked it i'm like wow this is this is it this is this is, bam you know it was like that aha moment and so once we had the blend kind of worked through i was like then i had to come up with the branding and the concept and i'm like well fuck you know mil it took a thousand days you know off and on so that is the backstory to the cigar um what else can I tell you about it other than what you guys have covered in the wrapper binder filler? I think one of the things that makes it very unique that I'm finding is the, the Pella d'Oro from Peru. That Peruvian tobacco just added something that we didn't have in the blend prior to that addition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the Costa Rican tobacco plays a good part in it as well. And these are tobaccos that I haven't used here with Crown Heads to this point. Um, and now we're using it in a blend, and I think very effectively. And I'm just, I couldn't be more excited about about a release um, than I am about Miltia's.
1: Now, Peruvian tobacco, that's not one that I normally run across in the cigars that I smoke. Same. Is yeah. it? Is Is it kind of a... It, uh, what's, the, what's the term I want to use here? Like is, it, is it a real boutique?
2: Like, what's kind of the nature yeah. of it? That's a great question, because I don't have the answer for it. I mean, I just, I just know that when I smoked the blend, like, I'm like, okay, this all marries well together. I yeah. never smoked... Just like I didn't take the components and smoke them separately, we didn't. We didn't come to the blend in that that regard. It was more like okay, trial and error. What do you think of this? Yeah. And then when I smoked it, you know, I'm like, well, this, this is this is really firing on all cylinders right it now.
1: Is is uh, like the Peruvian tobacco? Is it kind of new to the game? Are they just getting it there? Has it been grown there for a while?
2: I think they've had access to it, and then we just tried it in this blend, um, this Pelo de Oro, and um, it, it's just. It, It just nailed it for me. It was just like, you know, and I almost kind of like to – I like to approach projects, certain projects from that standpoint where I just kind of wait until it all comes together and then I'm like I can test it and taste it and validate it and go, okay, yeah, now we're there. Now tell me what's in it, you know, kind of a thing as opposed to being prejudiced going into it and going, okay, let's do – this, that, or the other. Like, you know, our very first cigar we did with Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the Four Kicks, was the complete opposite. We we built that. We literally took it component by component by component. Even like some of the filler, we would take it from, you know, some of the Esteli Ligero that we used in Four Kicks. I would test it from this farm and then 10 miles away from this farm. I mean, we really built that cigar from the ground up. This cigar is a different approach where we just, you know, I, I would smoke samples and go, okay, all right. Right. No, this no i want a little bit more roundness in this one of this to, uh, we tweak it and then when we hit it i was like okay now tell me what's in it gotcha it's
0: definitely working no oh, I'm, I'm liking it a lot yeah. i'm liking it a lot
2: it's very, so, very unique
0: so from what i've been able to gather you guys mm. as a company and i i assume you individually um you kind of have this motto of carve your own path mm-hmm. and What does that mean to you and how have you strived for that with Crown Heads?
2: So that's kind of, not kind of, it is the ethos of the brand. And when we started Crown Heads back in 2011, I, I kind of, I always wanted it to be more than just about cigars. I wanted it to be an inspirational and an aspirational brand. And by that, I mean, I want people to use that as a platform to inspire themselves to do what they want to do, to carve their own path. As I told you, it's like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not a, a, a Cuban expatriate or anything. And I, I, I came into this business knowing nothing and I still know nothing. And I wanted to be able to people to look at us and go, wait a second, that, that Huber guy really didn't have it all together, but he was able to create a company that's still going 10 years later. And why can't I do that? Why can't I build my own thing? Why can't I carve my own path? And that's what I want to leave people with, you know, aside from good cigars, I want them to use us as something that, that fuels their, their fire to, to go out and do what they want to do. Instead of just doing what you have to do, do what you want to do. Carve your own path, create your own own life. So that's what it means to me is, is carve your own path. So then um,
0: in terms of the, the company, what sort of things do you feel differentiates Crown Heads from, from maybe some of the other brands and manufacturers that, that might you know personify that, that, that motto?
2: I think I don't know that there are other brands that personify that motto. I'm, I mean, i do not know. I mean, I, I think first and foremost we're very transparent. Um, we integrity is a big deal for us. Authenticity is a big deal for us. I mean, I'm, I'm full disclosure with everything, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. Um, I think that you'll see a lot of shell games in this industry. Um, we don't play those games, and we're very we're very honest, and and we. We pay a lot of attention to our customers, our consumers, our retailers, um, and I try to always treat people the way that I would expect to be treated. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and you know, I, I answer all my emails, I answer all my DMs, I do all the social media. I'm I'm who you're talking to on Instagram, all that stuff. And you know, I think if people take the time to reach out to you, and the least you can do is acknowledge that. You know, and I think that's so lost in this day and age where. You can't even get a person on the phone. You know, it's like press one for this, press two for that, press three for this. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the the immediacy, the connectivity is gone, and I I refuse to to do that in our business. So, you know, I think that's that's kind of what sets us apart is that I think if you ask certain consumers that we've had contact with, they'll say the same thing that these guys treat people right.
0: That's awesome. Well, speaking of connectivity, kind of being gone, that leads me to my next kind of question that I wanted to talk about is um, obviously the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room this year has been COVID, and I know that you know your your company, you guys do a lot of events, you do a lot of uh, in store and in person events and things like that. How has COVID impacted uh, Crown Heads, and have you guys like found ways to? work around that or what have what have you been doing
2: well i mean i remember when the thing first hit like early march you know we all told the guys to stay home and i remember the first zoom call that we set up and we didn't even know what zoom was we all got on the thing and we were like well let's just sit home sit tight and um you know this thing will be over by end of march beginning of april we'll get back on the road and here we are in november right so it's um you know, when it first started, our goal was a to keep everybody safe and protected. B to keep everybody paid, keep their health benefits going. And you know that was that if we could do that and keep the lights on, then that was success for us. We didn't think we would have a banner year by any stretch of the imagination, and we just kind of shifted our priorities to take care of our our guys and their families. And um I started this whole thing called the, it was a hashtag no goose egg, meaning. Look, if you guys, if one guy out of our five or six in-house guys could put an order in, then we'll avoid the goose egg, right? So that's success in this climate. So now that we've been doing this for, what, uh, almost nine months, um, we've never had a goose egg day, and we're actually, (laughs) our sales are exceeding last year's to this point, year to date. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's nobody would have seen that coming. So um, we've had a pretty good year, knock on wood. Um, our guys are starting to travel, like just local trips here and there, wherever it's you know it's doable. But I mean, we've really shut down all the road shows. We just we aren't doing it, and um, you know we just want to keep everybody protected. You know, we did something this summer in July called the traveling uh, road shows with uh, in conjunction with was it Rocky Alec Bradley and Oliva and Crownhead. So it was those four companies that did like 14 cities in about 13 days. And we were very nervous about that because that meant putting our guys out to these different places to do essentially like mini IPCPR shows to, to launch products. Yeah, and um, fortunately, everybody was was safe and everybody nobody got it. And we were all good. So, um, but that's been the extent of the travel, to be honest. I mean, it's been pretty much locked down since.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that things uh, didn't take a detrimental hit this year. I mean, uh, we've talked to some manufacturers that. Obviously did have a, a really rough year, but then, uh, you know, you're on the other side of the spectrum there. So that's, that's good.
2: Well, there's, there's more to it. You know, we look under the table. I mean, the backorders have been terrible. Um, you know, we, if you add what we have on backwater right now, that's pre-sold to our year to date sales, we would literally be up somewhere between 30 and 40% over last year, which yeah. is astronomical in a pandemic, but we still have those back orders. Um, you know, we, we work with four factories at this point. We work with the Garcias and my father. We work with Ernie at Tabacalera La Alianza, Drew State on La Coalición in Buckeye Land, and Tabacalera Pichardo on Juarez and El Diaz. And Ernie, unfortunately, shut down in the DR for the longest period of time, and we still haven't gotten full capacity from them. So, uh, for instance, we, we didn't have a box of four kicks in-house until about 10 days ago.
3: Oh, wow. And that was all...
2: Yeah, and that was all pre-sold. that came in and goes out kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, the the backwater situation has hit us pretty hard. Um, other than that, though, I'm uh, very grateful for the the support we've gotten from our brick and mortars. That has helped us, you know, have a, a decent year at least treading water.
0: So, well, and a lot of brick and mortars that we've spoken to said that they actually, you know, I'm not saying that it's been great, but they're they're seeing that. Uh, there's been a bit of a higher increase in smoking amongst cigar smokers, as well as right. maybe even some new people coming into it because they've got that time at home, do you know, while they're mm-hmm. working and whatever else. And so that yeah. might, that might be playing a little bit into your, your, you know, sales this year too, is that people just have a little bit more time to sit and enjoy it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I try to, you know, look for the silver lining and everything, man. And, and, you know, from March to the beginning of August, I, I personally worked from home Um, and it gave me a lot of time with my family, with my wife and daughter. And I was grateful for that opportunity. Um, And then beginning of August came and our daughter went back to school and um, I came back to the office. And so, you know, my life is still basically quarantined to be the warehouse and then home, the warehouse, home, repeat kind of a thing. But um, I miss traveling. I'm not going to lie. You know, we got one trip in this year. I did Hawaii in February and we launched Paniolo there. And then as soon as we got home, that's when, you know, the bottom fell out. So we didn't go to the TAA. We didn't go to the IPCPR. Didn't do my Harbor cigar promo. Didn't, you know, little things like that, that you look forward to with your family. Yeah. It's, it's been tough. So
1: we actually but, had started our uh, traveling freak show and cigar evangelical revival. Yes. Yeah.
0: We, we basically were traveling to various cities and, and meeting people and that sort of thing, and we were able to get to Chicago and Indianapolis, and then and then God decided He didn't want my co-host to travel and <laughs> spread His <laughs> ignorance across the country, and so I I blame Gator.
1: It's for, it's for pretty all much my this. fault, yeah, yeah. But oh, you know, there it is. So <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, so getting back to your your company a little bit here, so your portfolio of cigars. One of the things that you're kind of known for. um, it seems has been like the limited edition kind of cigars, but, but would you mind kind of uh, going over maybe your portfolio of cigars and touching on, on some of your special projects?
2: How long do you have on this show? <laughs> you can,
0: you <laughs> like, I, I was going say, I know you've got, yeah. you know, your core and everything, but uh, yeah.
2: You know, I, it's funny, man, because what's ironic is I remember I went back to an interview I did back in 2011, I think, or 12 and, We had just gotten four kicks out. And I remember reading this thing that I did. And I said, I don't want to do limited edition cigars. I want to focus on brands. And that was true. That was the whole uh, ethos of the company going forward. And then it just kind of happened by happenstance. Um, Four Kicks Mule Kick in 2012 was the first quote unquote LE that we ever did. And it was just done as a necessity more than something I intentionally wanted to do in LE. Um, Ernie had some wrapper for for four kicks that was darker than what we'd been using and he said hey you know i've got this wrapper that's a little darker than normal i said he goes i can kind of color sort and put the dark ones on the bottom of the boxes i said no 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 no, i want the boxes to be uniform as possible i said just hold that wrapper and let's figure something out so we don't waste the tobacco and um i came up with the idea for mule kick And at that time, we did five hundred ten count boxes, five thousand cigars, and we released it as an LE. Tweaked the the filler component a little bit, and it sold out, and it went off like crazy. And then we're like, "Wait a second, we got to do Mule Kick again." And then we started to do little offshoots of Headley Grange, and so on and so forth. So
0: I just had one of the uh, Headley Grange uh, just
2: the other night, actually. Drumstick Um, or Chamuco? Then we did Chamuco. Yeah, that was the one. That Chamuco. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it's just kind of grew from there. That was the first time. And then, of course, Las Calaveras came out in 2014. And, you know, that's, to this day, it's kind of hard to call Las Calaveras an annual limited edition. But that's what it's positioned as because we do change the Vitolas from year to year slightly. We do change the blend from year to year. But, you know, it got to a point like last year we were doing, I think we did 135,000 cigars in Las Calaveras. And you know, even though it's an LE, uh, that, that's a pretty good brand for some companies, like an annual brand. If you sell 135,000 cigars, to be truthful, that's you had a pretty decent year in some brands. But um, we would sell that out like in a matter of a month or two. And this year's Las Calaveras sold out in a day and a half. Oh wow! So yeah, it's crazy stuff. I mean, we just did uh, an LE. For mildias, which you guys are smoking, we, we're doing a Mareva, which is a size that man, I'm smoking that right now. Oh, okay. Um, and we released 1,030 count cabs, and in a day they sold out. So wow, it's just. If you had told me that in March, I would have been like, "You're crazy! It's not going to happen." <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy. But so yeah, we do have a core brand portfolio. And then, in addition to the core, we also do what I would call annual limited releases. I.e., Mule Kick is an annual limited release. Las Calaveras is an annual limited release. Um, and then we will just mess around with stuff in between. Paniolo is an annual limited release. Um, it just it just varies, but um, you know, hopefully, it's it's a double edged sword because a lot of people want what's new. You know, what's we have coming that's yeah. new. Right. And then they start to lose sight of like, oh, wait a second, I forgot you guys do Law Imperiosa. I'm like, yeah, that's that's out there all the time. Oh, that's a great cigar. Jericho Hill. Oh, I forgot you guys did that too. So it's it's a, it's you're balancing kind of, you know, from the, the hotness of the what's new to, hey, this is our, you know, regular production stuff too. Well, and some of the what's new
0: was kind of looking like it could possibly be in trouble with the whole FDA breathing down the neck and everything, but I mean, I'm not saying that that's gone away as a concern, but I mean, it does seem to have taken a little bit of a backseat, at least temporarily. But um, you know, how was, I guess, you know, it's kind of hard to say how that impacts you, but like had that gone through, that would have been a bit of an
2: issue for you guys, correct? I would think so. I mean, we had taken steps going back to 2016 for a company I'll put it this way, for a company our size and our category, we were probably one of the most prepared for any deeming regulations to to come down. So pretty much the bulk of, it was May 5th, 2016. I'll never forget when that all came out. And um, the, the balance of that year, we were doing some stuff behind the scenes to get things into commerce with the help of other larger partners in the industry so that we would be protected should that happen, so that we could tie things back with substantial equivalence. And so I think you know, again, to Mike's business acumen and to his credit, we were we were prepared if it had gone south. Fortunately, September 9th came and went, and it's like, okay, we don't have to do any SC stuff. Like, okay, great. Now I can <laughs> just kind of focus on, you know, being creative again and not really worry about that stuff. So, yeah. um, But I think we were we were in a good position that we we would have weathered this storm. Very cool. Very cool.
0: Well, then, I mean. Not to immediately jump back into so what's new, but you know, do you guys have anything coming up that you want to that you want to talk about or or promote? Well, I mean,
2: we just we just started shipping Mildias in September. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy because we've already the first two shipments sold out. We have a third shipment that's coming. Um, it's in transit now. That's already pre sold out. Um, the Mareva LE project from Meldias sold out. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's, it's been crazy because, like, usually when we launch a product, like, our guys will be able to go into shops, do a cut and light. I encourage trial and sample and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, and, I remember you know, like, actually, not to interrupt, I remember yeah, actually, no, no. Um, I was sitting in the Hill Cigar Company in St. Louis and mm-hmm. your rep came in and um, Jody at the Hill um, mm-hmm. basically. You know, came around and and it's kind of one of those with purchase, you know, kind of things. Right. Uh, everybody back there had bought something. So in exchange for buying something, we all got a uh, complimentary, um, it was the uh, La Coalicion. And your rep basically asked us all, hey, you know, I know you guys are smoking, you know, this, and but would you mind maybe your next cigar trying this? and mm-hmm. just kind of giving me some feedback and he hung out with all of us and we you know I mean we talked about all kinds of different stuff not just cigars and everything but you know as the as everybody was lighting it up and trying it he was going around the room and kind of saying hey what are you getting on it you know what do you like about it is there something you don't like about it and he was getting all this feedback and at the end of it he just kind of said you know hey thanks this is how we get feedback from everybody and we really appreciate you guys taking time and smoking the cigars so i thought that was a really cool um you know, totally unannounced little experience. To be honest,
2: yeah, we would, we would, we would do that on a national basis. To be honest, with you. I mean, it goes back to when I first started in the business. There was a guy that was I, I look at as one of my mentors, a gentleman named George Brightman. He used to work for Cigar Fiction magazine, and he, I mean, a, a wealth of knowledge about cigars and the business of cigars. And he says, "John, he goes, there's three ways you build a brand in this business." And I said, "I'm all ears. I'm like ready to write it down." And he's like, "Sample." Sample, sample. You've got to get your cigars in the hands of consumers. They got to taste it. They got to experience it. You know, if you're starting with good tobaccos, the rest of it will take care of itself. So we've always been a big proponent of sampling cigars, getting people to try it, encourage trial. And because of COVID, you know, we haven't had that luxury. So when we see the the emergence of Dias performing the way it does, that's completely organic and just people like going, "Whoa, wait a second! This is this is something special." So I'm I'm very encouraged about the future of of brands like that, that when we can get back out there and encourage trial and then start really promoting it, I think that the cigar has got a lot of legs for sure.
1: Well, and speaking of the Meldias, you know, we're sitting here smoking it right now and it is a phenomenal cigar. I'm really enjoying this cigar. I took a little break off Mike and Nick knows this. I was kind of off camera, but I had an apple. And I thought, you know, I want to taste this because it had the fruity flavors, you know, when we were doing the cold cold drawn, cold retro. Right. And the apple actually brought a lot of flavors in the cigar out, which I know may sound goofy, but I'm all about trying to pair things up, whether it's, you know, coffee sure. or wine or cheese or whiskey or whatever it might be. And it's it brought a lot of notes out of the cigar. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that. There's definitely a fruity component to it. I also get like a floral element mm-hmm. sometimes from all this. And And that's one of those. I think the
1: apple. I think the apple actually pulled that flower, that 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 kind of flowery component out of it.
2: Very interesting, complex cigar. It is. uh, Thank you. I'm glad somebody says that. that. Going back to another review, somebody said, "Oh, it's it's one note. All it tastes like is leather, and that's all I get." I don't get leather. I don't
1: get that at all. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say no, but it's 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 putting off a ton of smoke. I will say I did a retro hail a second ago. Mm -hmm. The pepper has increased. You have to give Mm -hmm. it a shot, there, Bishop. Okay, you're about halfway through. Yeah, I'm doing about halfway. I'm smoking a little slower than you are. That that tends to happen. You're talking more. Yeah, I was eating an apple.
0: Well, um, now going back to your point about the mildias and how people have just kind of found it. You know, I Mm -hmm. think part of that, though, you know, is the fact that. You guys have been active and going through and promoting and, and, you know, encouraging this feedback on your other cigars prior to this to where maybe, uh, you know, you're finally starting to reap some of the benefits of your prior work. You know, people are kind of looking in there like, oh, something new from Crown Heads. We'll pick this up and try it. You know, that sort of thing. Right. I wonder if this is, if that's what this is, is you guys are seeing the the fruits of your labor.
2: Hard to say. I can't crystal ball it. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, I think social media obviously plays a component in it. we um, it's, it's, uh, definitely had an impact on the way we present our brands for sure. And knock on wood, we've got a pretty good following. You know, to this day, which is an interesting uh, fun fact on Crown Heads, we've been doing this for almost 10 years, and we've never taken an ad out. Um, you know, it's, just, it's all been completely grassroots, brick-and-mortar, uh, social media, word of mouth to, to build our brand and I guess we've kind of, I was talking to Mike the other day he said that usually most businesses fail in a certain amount of years, like three years or I don't know what the window is but he goes well we survived that and we survived it without traditional marketing, you know, we haven't really done anything that a lot of other companies would do to grow so we've been very fortunate and um, why people are trying this? maybe it has something to do with social media, maybe it's just buzz, maybe it's Good people like you guys doing shows like this that have some exposure to it. I, I really don't know. Um, I'm just glad that they are trying it, and I have a lot of confidence in the blend. That once people do try it, that uh, the vast majority are going to enjoy it.
0: Well, we're definitely enjoying it. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. So, John, thank you so much for your time. Is there has there been anything that maybe you uh, that we haven't touched on that you wanted to to let our listeners know about? Gosh.
2: I just kind of leave the questions up to you guys, but, um, no, I just want to thank everybody that's listening to this for supporting the brand, supporting the products. Um, I would encourage you to support your local brick and mortar tobacconists. I mean, they've, you know, watching these guys jump through hoops to stay afloat with their businesses, you know, doing curbside and all that crazy stuff when that was happening. And, you know, just it's who knows what the future is. I mean, this is going to be a very pivotal week, uh, for our country let alone our industry. So so there's a lot of uncertainty and I think there's a lot of trepidation going on right now, but hopefully this thing at some point is, you know, life always has a way of working itself out one way or the other. And, um, hopefully we'll get on the good side of that.
0: Definitely. Well, where can people follow you and crown heads?
2: So, uh, social media, Twitter is at the crowned heads and Instagram is at the crowned heads. Um, and that's it. I don't do – I've never even seen our Facebook page, which is interesting. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of things happen on Facebook that I don't even know about. But um, I just – there's something about Facebook, that I'm there,
1: There's yet. less good on Facebook every day.
2: You know, I remember when it started back in the day, and um, I got on it. And I was still a CAO at the time. And, like, I woke up. I'm like, oh, I've got 900 and something friends, right? I'm like, I don't know any of these people. And uh-huh. I'm like, this is just – too strange to me. Right. It's like, you know, and even with social media, like I don't really follow a lot of people on social media because I don't use it to keep on tabs of everybody. I use it to disseminate a message. And that's, that's pretty much what I do. Um, and you know, I, I try to post stuff on there every day, uh, more or less on Instagram. And I enjoy that process of it just being created with a photo and making a message or what have you, and maybe getting some news out that, whatever but i don't really you know use it to keep track of the industry and and things of that nature um so if i don't follow you back don't be offended
0: well john seriously thank you so much for your time we've really enjoyed the mil dias and uh good luck to you with everything and uh you know hopefully uh hopefully you guys can continue the the good fortune of this year and and into next year
2: the plan i'm starting on 2021 already in terms of a product development standpoint um working through some blends now as we speak in fact and um i'm excited for Moravis to hit hopefully it'll be out before thanksgiving so um if you like what you're smoking now you're going to really like the little five and an eighth by 42 it's a hitter um it's just a fantastic blend and just grateful for everybody's support and grateful for our our business partners you know our factories make us look pretty good and um you know um, without them we wouldn't be in that position. Perfect, perfect. That's awesome. Well,
0: John, thank you so much. We really
2: appreciate thank you, your gentlemen. time. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one.
1: Well, that was really awesome.
0: Yeah, I really want to thank John for taking time out of his day to come and talk to us. That was really what a great cool. guy. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying this Mildias. I'm. I'm oh
1: yeah, I wasn't. Know. I wasn't kissing his ass. This is a good cigar. Oh, no, it is a
0: good cigar, and I, I've had it once or twice before. This have you? This is my first time. I have. I've had it once or twice before this, and. It, it, he's right. It's a really complex cigar. It's like, you know, depending on your your environment, your mood, what you had to eat, well, you know, it's like you, you pull different
1: stuff from exactly it. Exactly. What really, you said really, about what you had to eat. Because I had an apple and I, I potted down the mic. I was very, you know, kind mm-hmm. about that to the listener so they didn't have to hear mm-hmm. me chew. But I ate that apple and then smoked it. And the floral components. I knew I'd be ready to gut you. Oh, I know. I decided
0: to start eating an apple right on the freaking cap. I'm sitting over here
1: slicing it up with my knife. And and I'm just like (laughs) side-eyeing it. I'm
0: just like, oh my God,
1: dude. I'm ready to gut you right here. But it really did bring out a lot of complexity in the cigar. It did. It's amazing when you pair things up with a cigar, how it changes the flavor notes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It paired up nicely with the coffee, too. Well, good. It was an all-around good cigar. Well, good.
0: I haven't done that uh, retro hail. I'm, I'm you're a down little, to the
1: final third. I'm man. a little bit final past, third cigar I'm,
0: I'm, I'm actually probably nearing the final third. I'm not quite to the final third. But Go for it.
1: Let's do one real quick. No guts, no glory. There's the cough. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's some pepper.
1: The patented bishop cough.
0: The pepper has increased.
1: It has, but it's good. I was I actually did several retro hails through the course of the cigar, and it has been very good. It's it's good. It's good. It, it the pepper is there, but it's not not
0: overpowering. Nothing nothing harsh. It's just it is kind of lingering, though. Actually, there as you I go. Say that. Oh man,
1: the yeah. uh, well, and like I said, we're out here on the deck. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to record more episodes on the deck this year because the weather's beautiful right now. Hopefully, but um, it is a little windy, and I will say I haven't had Dude, my burn line any is great any I mean, construction my problems. My burn line is great, but
0: um, yeah, otherwise I I have no issues whatsoever with the scar.
1: No, it's awesome. So I will definitely smoke this again and and recommend it highly.
0: Well, there you go. Well, you want right. to get into Smask the
1: boys? I thought you'd never ask. Okay,
3: then why don't we do that?
0: so guys we need your questions for the ask the boys segment as always just need to call the ask the boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000 and leave us your questions and we will answer them right here i would say
1: your questions class up the joint so help us out i sometimes
0: let's see what we got today. I was gonna say let's say <laughs> let's say sometimes they help class up the joint, so how about we uh we get to our first question here.
3: Hey guys, this is Noah from Wisconsin again. um love Noah. I want to congratulate you for your uh party at uh the river moon and um I would love to have been there, but my wife would not let me drive six hours. So I hope you had a good time. Uh, My question for Ask the Boys is um, if you had to assemble an all-star Batman cast using people from all the movies and TV show, what would the cast be? In other words, who would play Batman, who would play the Riddler,
1: Penguin, and Joker? Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. Okay, first of all, Noah, there's always next year. And we hope to get to see you. Well, Second question
0: is: How much do you love your wife? <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs> Enough not to drive to St. Louis, but I, saying, but I so. get that. Happy wife, happy life. Now let me point something out to you. This Says the guy who's divorced twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, you, it took you what two times to
0: try and learn that lesson?
1: I know. Yeah, it's you know. You may punishment. not even get a third chance. Oh no! Audio. I'm yeah. I'm I'm cashing my <laughs> chips in. So, so that being said when when you asked your question Noah about Batman I'm pretty sure some blood rushed into Nick's penis cuz he got all excited <laughs>
0: I'm like
1: well that's that's horribly <laughs> awkward anyway I saw your face go flush it was like oh Batman god you just had a nerd gasm
0: I mean I'm not necessarily going to deny it but at the same time um oh my god anyway um yeah, let's get to the meat of this question. So, so you got to start with Batman. Yeah. And I'm Batman. Boy, I just don't know. There's aspects that... I, Weren't they going to do a thing that, that tied them like. all
1: together? Well, that that's
0: the Flash movie that's coming. That's Is that what it... It's okay. going establish the multiverse and all that fun stuff. But we're really... Ner- you're enjoying... Sit, you're sitting there just smiling. You're just... <laughs> Enjoying me nerding out I'm a Marvel a guy moment. You're a
1: DC guy So this well, is all you Well there's a
0: multiverse In the Marvel Well again I get that It's,
1: it's the D- same concept DC just playing catch up Nah DC's been known For the multiverse Long
0: before Marvel Really? But now we're getting Into comics Oh my god Oh yeah Um. Anyway Boy Best If I had to stick To just the people That have already Been in a Batman Or well, uh, TV show Or movie Definitely
1: Val Kilmer No No <laughs> No. (laughs) Wasn't he a Batman? Oh, man. He was, wasn't he? He was. Yeah.
0: Who do I go with for Batman? I like Michael Keaton. I really like Michael Keaton. Yeah. But it. Clooney was a distraction to me. Boy, it was such. It's going to be a toss up. I really like Michael Keaton and I really like Christian Bale. The only thing about Christian Bale that.
1: I didn't like it. Oh, I like Christian Bale as Batman. Maybe it's just because I couldn't understand Bane. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> let me grumble through my
0: mask. <laughs> I really like my uh, Christian Bale. The only thing about him is that he kind of had that really like, you know,
4: breathe to me, kind of like, you know,
0: like really deep. His voice just got really different. and It, it scared was just, me a little when you said it that. It was just kind of like, oh my, you know, but um yeah, I... I
1: oh, You're discounting Adam West completely.
0: No, Adam West ha- holds a very special place in my heart as, you know, the Batman that I watched on TV
1: as I was growing Ow, up. in, in Kabam! Re-fronts. Yeah. But um, he's also dead. Did Adam West die? Yes. Really? Yeah. Is that why they named the high school after him on Family Guy? What? Oh, wait. No, that's right. He's the mayor. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait. It's James Woods High School. Dear that's right. God, Jeff. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah,
0: so I just I don't know. Adam West died. Yes, like a while ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sad. Anyway,
1: so yeah. Who's I, the boy wonder? Burt Ward. Burt Ward. That's right.
0: Yeah, it's it's a toss up though, either between Michael Keaton or George or um not George Clooney, uh, Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. In terms of the Joker, Heath Ledger, all the way. Well, that ain't gonna happen he's, again. He's dead. Yeah. And I knew fraud, that one. And that's a problem. Yeah. it's <laughs> an issue. But I guess if we're going for dream casting here, I guess technically we can bring in dead people. You don't like uh, Joaquin? That was a good joke, Boy, joker, dude. Joaquin was good. But, but it's not really in the universe, but right? I st- it doesn't matter. But it, it kind of does. Not really. Really? He's okay. asking about all of them. Okay. I mean, so yeah. so I, I Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger takes it over Joaquin. Okay. How about actors that are alive? Oh, well, then it's Joaquin. Okay. But if we're going with actors of Who all- Who played the Joker
1: in the earlier movies? In the earlier movie?
0: Jack Nicholson.
1: Nicholson, yeah.
0: And then there was uh, Cesar Romero. Oh,
1: Cesar Romero. Which,
0: which brings me to my perfect Riddler, Okay, Frank Gorshin. Mm, yeah. Frank Gorshin, and I'd even go so far as to say perfect Penguin, Burgess Meredith. Oh, yeah. You can't do better. God, I grew yeah. up watching those wah, on Saturday wah, 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 morning. You, know, you oh, can't yeah. do better than Burgess Meredith as the penguin and Frank Gorshin as
1: the... Best Catwoman.
0: Oh, boy, that's hard. Um, As in difficult. That's what she <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. A lot of people are going to say Julie Newmar. Yeah. And that's a solid, solid... Oh, yeah. Solid second place. Yep. To Lee Merriweather. Ooh. Lee Meriwether played her in the Batman 60s movie. Yep. Only in the movie. Yep. And Lee Meriwether, man. Yeah. Lee Meriwether is the best Catwoman. I like Halle Berry. Shut up. What's wrong with Halle Berry? There's nothing wrong with Halle Berry. I forget that movie even exists. <laughs> <laughs> that movie hurt her career. Like, really bad, her, her career. Swordfish brought it back. Uh, no, I th- I'm wanting to say that. <laughs> I don't know came which out, one was first. Yeah. I think Swordfish came out before that. But yeah, that, that one, yeah. Monsters like, Ball, too. Lee yeah. Merriweather was the best Catwoman. I mean, just. Well, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Batgirl. Well, you've only got two options was, there. what you Alicia you only got Silverstone? Alicia Silverstone and. Uh, um, Oh, you know, for me saying that I'm not a DC guy, I who know a was, lot about the movies. Who was the girl <laughs> from the 60s show? That was, um, oh my God, what was her name? Now, Eartha
1: Kid um, played Batwoman too, didn't she? Or was Cat- she Cat- Catwoman? Catwoman? Okay.
0: Yvonne Craig. Yvonne Craig. Yvonne I have Craig, no idea who that is. She played Batgirl in the uh, TV series.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. I was blanking on her name. Um, if, you're good, if I have to pick between those two, yes. it's Yvonne Craig all day long.
1: Over Alicia Silverstone? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had the biggest crush on her oh, in high school. Oh, she
0: bugged the piss out of me. I hated oh. that movie. I hated Batman and Robin, like, so much. Still do. Really? Oh, God, I hate that movie so much. Really? Yeah. Okay, it then. so
1: bad. Okay, then. Yeah. You know, did you ever hear about the big feud between Jim Carrey and... Uh, What's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. They hated each
2: other. Yes.
1: <laughs> Apparently just hated each other. I mean, that was Batman forever. Tommy Lee Jones did not like sharing the spotlight. And, you know, if you're if you're acting alongside Jim Carrey, you're going to get upstaged.
0: Well, yeah.
1: It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But
0: anyway, so yeah, so there, therein lies, you know, Dreamcasting. casting. I, I will admit I'm looking forward to the new Batman movie um, with uh, Robert Pattinson. However, as it stands right now, if you're going to do a Dreamcast, it's Batman, either Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. Haven't quite decided. That could be a flip of a coin. Um, it's Keaton. It's
1: probably Keaton. Oh, I'll tie break. Okay, fine. Between all the right. two of us, I'll tie break. It's Keaton. Keaton.
0: Um, Joker, uh, Heath Ledger, if we're going all time. Joaquin, if we're just going alive. Yeah. Um, We're going to have trouble for the next few because Burgess Meredith is the Penguin. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, Frank Gorshin is Riddler. He's dead. Yeah. And I think he's dead. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Okay, 99% sure he's dead. Fair enough. And then Yvonne Craig is Batgirl, Yeah, she's dead. Uh, is she? Yeah, yeah. Best Alfred. Oh, best Alfred would have to probably
1: be, and I'm, I'm, I'm blank. While while you look this up, I'm going to say Michael Caine.
0: Boy, Michael Caine is um.
1: Quintessential.
0: He he's good. He's really good. And I like him a lot. But Michael, and I'm I may pronounce this last name wrong, uh, Goff or Goff G-O-U-C-H. Was he in the original series? no, he was the Alfred to Keaton. Oh, okay. He was really good. He was actually Alfred to Keaton, um, Kilmer, and Clooney. Hmm.
1: So he was the continuity. He was the the thread between yeah. those
0: movies. Yes, he was really good. So I, uh, that one, I'd probably put it as a toss up there too. Either either him or Mike, uh Kane.
1: Fair enough. So anyway, I don't know any of the other characters.
0: Oh, the commissioner, uh, the guy from the TV show. I'm not going to look him up, but <laughs> but yeah, uh, the guy from the TV show is is the clear cut winner there. So fair enough. Anyway. Thanks, Noah. Moving on to the next question. I almost forgot we were still on a question. Yeah, I was going to say, we've, <laughs> we've got quite We're not just talking about Batman. We wandered off. Yeah, so anyway, next question.
3: Hey, guys. This is Trent, uh, or this is my cigar account. I've got a couple questions for y'all. Uh, driving. For that, Nick, I want to say I'm proud of you. You're, you've been doing real good with the retro hailing. Keep it up. Keep keep practicing.
1: Cough today, though. Yeah.
3: Um, So first question is for you, Nick. Um, You always talk about whenever you have eyes on Jeff's Bjorn Cutter, but if I recall, I can't say that we've heard you uh, speak of your Bjorn Cutter in at least quite a few months. So I was just wondering where your Bjorn Cutter is.
0: Called out. I know where it is.
3: And, Jeff, this question's for you. Um, I know you've uh, you talked a couple episodes ago about how much you love boxes, but is it really the boxes you love, or is it the sticks you find in them that you put in your mouth that you love so much? <laughs> Just
1: wondering. Uh, Thanks, Trent. Thanks a lot.
3: Safe, stay, stay smoky out there. Talk to you all later. Wow. Well.
1: I, I love all the boxes. I celebrate the whole catalog. But the question is: Is it the box or is it the sticks inside that you uh, put in your mouth? Depends on what sticks going in the box. <laughs> Not a where's, big fan. Not a big Bjorn, fan of the
0: big ring gauges. Where's there? your? Uh, where's your? Uh, My Bjorn, Bjorn cutter, cutter is at home. I have a box. That I keep uh cutters, various cutters and lighters and things that I've collected, and my my Bjorn cutter is proudly in there.
1: Yours is pristine. Mine has been weathered and used. Yeah. I mean, I've used mine a couple of times. Yeah. But
0: yes, mine mine I know
1: exactly where it is. Mine mine I will admit has taken a little weathering from sitting out on the deck, and you know it's you just it's don't, actually right there. You just so. don't tri- where it's it's in that tray. See it? No, it's in the corner no, of that tray. No, you got
0: to show it to me. Okay, I hold gotta on. Ha- I gotta have eyes on the cutter. Hold on. Oh, God. i got to get up. He's got to get up. Oh, my God. Oh. Did you guys hear the heavy breathing just now when he did that? Dick. I mean, just so much. Eyes on the cutter, Bjorn. I yep. have eyes on the cutter. He had to borrow mine, but I do have eyes on well, the cutter. Well, it was cutter.
1: way over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you lazy sack. <laughs> anyway, yes, no. My, my cutter is, I have, like I said, I have a little box at home that I keep uh, various cutters and lighters that I've collected over the last couple of years. His treasure keepsakes. You know, it's in there. It's in oh, there. Oh, that's sweet. So, I know where it is, but, you know, I use the Calibri as my everyday, you know, as cutter. As you're walking around cutter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I know where it is. All right. Next question.
3: This message is for Gator. Hey, Gator, this is Larry the Mute. The best damn cigar reviewer there ever was. Holy shit. Do me a favor and shut that cigar up your ass in retrohale. Now that I have found this text-to-speech, expect regular comments, you washer. The next <laughs> time you interrupt my cigar review... I'm going to knock you to the ground and clutch pedal your face like I'm in the Indy 500. This message was brought to you by my sticks 35 millimeter.
1: <laughs> Holy! Thanks, my sticks. Shit! <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, Larry's gonna be here in a minute. I'm confronting him about this. <laughs> what? I-
0: this is an audio podcast and I'm fucking speechless.
1: It's the greatest thing. I love our listeners. I got the dogs out here with me on the deck. They were even offended by it. Oh my it. god, that was the greatest <laughs> thing ever.
0: I <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I just don't even know. I, I All right. You know what? We're going to move on to the next question cuz that was I Oh, I'm, I'm asking Larry about it when he gets here. Oh, my God. That was so great.
3: Hello, Nick and Gator. This is Dan over at the Riverman
4: Cigar Company. Dan, I just want to you, thank Dan. you guys for all that you did with our Saturday outdoor uh, rolling event with um, Martina Cigars. You guys just did a great job. It was fantastic seeing all the podcast folks and
2: uh, Mark from The Straight Cut and Al from The Good Cigar. And uh, Dave and uh, hero and uh, Christian, just a fabulous uh, uh, effort by those guys. And anyway, I just wanted to say thank you so much once again and look forward to next year. Uh, everyone stay safe out
0: there. Dan we're looking forward to it as well. Definitely. it was a fantastic time, and thank you so much for the kind words. but you know we just showed up and plugged in and had fun. I mean this was this was an event. Oh. That you Dan know, put so much work Dan into this, and yeah. Cindy and everybody put so much work into it. So, um, well, yeah, and Dave you know, taking his can't... life
1: in his hands, driving across country with Christian. Well, that was that was his fault. But, yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, seriously, I can't, I can't, can't take any credit for it. You know, this was, this was a, a Riverman event, and it was, it was a great time. So yeah.
1: Riverman and Martinez rocked it,
0: definitely, definitely. So, one more, Jeff. Thanks, Dan. Hey,
4: guys, it's Bjorn from Sweden. I hope you're all doing great. I have a question. Um, Sometimes when I'm enjoying a nice cigar and I'm getting down to the broccoli, (laughs) I sometimes experience that it wants to go out and I would need to relight it. Have you ever experienced this? And uh, also for... uh, uh, Jeff, uh, I have a question from uh, Larry the Mute. Uh, he actually says that, you know, when you're sitting on the backside at home, uh, on that odd chair uh, out on the back deck, and um, yeah, you, you're having a nice day sitting there in your hunter green boxers or maybe the navy blue ones and getting up, bringing your mug with you to refill the coffee... Passing the dining table, going into the kitchen, or um, when you're bidetting together with the flamingos, looking at those numbers written on the chalkboard, do you feel safe? Well, well I, I used to. Uh, <laughs> that's the question from Larry the Mute. And uh, first was the question from me Stay smoky, guys. <laughs> You know, the Does really Bjorn have eyes on your
1: house. Well, Larry has been here and he's obviously been talking to Larry because <laughs> he then... knew a lot about my house, <laughs> a frightening amount about my say, house.
0: I have eyes on the cutter, but evidently Bjorn from Sweden has eyes, eyes... on your house.
1: Yes. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> need to look into that restraining. order. <laughs> the only thing you left out of that was asking us to play Misty, <laughs> play Misty for me. Um. No, um, yes, um, how
0: did he know about the chalkboard? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me, man. I am, I am lost oh right now. God. I'm actually sitting here. I, I actually thought
1: you set that up. Nope. Oh, he, this is, he's tapped into our nest or Alexa or something. <laughs> this is, this is a thing. So, oh, that's great. anyway,
0: um, no, um, I'm rattled right now, to be honest. I'm going to have to get off and call Interpol. And <laughs> <laughs> kind of rattled right now. Um, no, I, I... Yes, I do have to relight occasionally uh, when I get down to the broccoli on a cigar, because it does seem to go out when you have less
1: cigar to go. Yes, that is true. I don't know. There's and probably I, I a some of that reason is, for that. But. I wonder if some of that is from smoking it and actually kind of building up moisture at the end of the cigar so it's it's not as apt to burn mm. maybe something to that
0: honestly i couldn't tell you no but speaking of being down to the true. broccoli i am thanks bjorn i'm down to the broccoli on this uh, i am down to my nub Mildias, as well so and this but is be- i don't want to give this cigar up though i know yeah but before we get into that let's go ahead and close out the ask the boys so guys that has been ask the boys for this week and classic it's been been odd it's I, it's a good one it's unsettling just, at times this is, <laughs> <laughs> this <has> Been odd. <laughs> anyway make sure you get your questions to us through the ask the boys hotline area code 863-874-0000 and you can uh, be a part of the show and we'll answer your questions next time so make sure you do that Well, I, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I'm still rattled by the fact that Bjorn (laughs) knew about, like. knew the layout of the house. The house and everything. (laughs) I just, I don't know
1: what to say about that. Anyway. um, But Bjorn, for what it's worth, we do have the cutter.
0: Yeah, we do. We do indeed have the cutter. I I have eyes on the cutter. I kind of get the feeling I better not lose that cutter. (laughs) Yeah, I think he might know that you uh it might push Bjorn over the edge. Yeah, he might know that you don't have the cutter oh, that's actually. That's funny. Um anyway, so yeah. I'm I, dude, I'm I'm a little disturbed, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I don't really quite
1: know what to make of this. Oh, uh, Bjorn's cool.
0: Well, I know, but I hope I <laughs> <laughs> say you better hope he is now cuz it's uh can definitely go a different way at this point. So anyway, well, speaking of our friend Larry the Mute, okay, it's now time for Larry the Mute's uh, review. Is he so, here yet? Yeah, he's walking up right there. See, you? hey, buddy, what's going on? What's up, Larry? All right, Larry is taking a seat on the table, and today Larry will be smoking a new selection from Swisher Sweets. Ooh, he will be having the outlaws original blend had it
1: what had it have you really
0: or do you just say that no i have i wouldn't i
1: I don't say it all the time because i haven't always tried them but i've had that okay well i actually like their leaf series they got right now they're like a natural tobacco leaf thing it's weird anyway all right well larry why don't you take it away and
0: give us your review of the swisher sweets outlaws original blend
1: Huh. You know, I'm scared to say anything after he threatened me on that phone call. We're just going to let this keep going.
0: Well, apparently now we're done. (sighs) All right. Well, Larry Larry is now storming away in anger, per usual. See you, dude. See you, Larry. You didn't even get to ask him about that phone call.
1: I referenced it. but Yeah, but he chose to gloss past it. He didn't act like he wanted to talk about it.
0: He talks to a lot of listeners. They
1: communicate.
0: Yes. Evidently. Well anyway. Well, alright then. I guess uh I guess that's been <laughs> the Larry the Mute segment. Oh, he left his pack of cigars.
1: Good. Oh god. Finish those later.
0: I I'm not gonna lie. My brain is locking up here, dude. I'm I'm like having trouble concentrating. There's there's a couple of things from Ask the Boys that are just rattling around in my head that I'm just like sitting here going like I I'm having why are you more disturbed I'm, than I am I'm really struggling <laughs> with some of this you know uh, why am I more disturbed than you are yeah because I didn't talk to Bjorn you sure about that pretty positive about that because if you didn't I got real problems <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I'm sitting here I'm just like you know this is uh this is going differently than I thought it would. Anyway. Doesn't it always? Oh, my gosh. Well, how about we uh, <laughs> how about we give away some cigars? Yay! So it's time for the weekly giveaway. And, folks, you sign up for participation in our weekly giveaway by signing up for our Cigar Pulpit newsletter that will or won't ever come again. I don't know. It, it's up in
1: the air. But anyway. We got all those pictures from the Riverman event.
0: At some point we'll do
1: one. What, next year for the first anniversary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: we'll do the first anniversary newsletter in March. That'll be good. Anyway, so sign up for the newsletter over at cigarpulpit.com. That gets you, as long as you're on that list, you'll be entered to win our prizes. And we have a prize pack from Martinez Cigars. So. Okay, then. Yeah. You're going to love these guys. You are. It'll be great. So this week's winner, all you have to do is shoot me an email by Monday at nickatcigarpulpit.com and just tell me your shipping address saying I'm the winner and we will get that mailed to you shortly. So this week's winner, Roderick Guyton? Roderick Guyton? Roderick Guyton. All you have or to do something is, close to that. It's guy Tun. guy Tun. guy Tun. guy Tun. Oh, Roderick Guyton. So all you got to do is just shoot me that email,
1: and we will get you your cigars. So congratulations, Roderick. Roderick. There you go. Well, Nick, you know, coming up, um, well, what day is it? We've got a little schedule change. Uh, We're going to be, again, featuring the selections from MyMonthlyCigars.com.
0: We are. So Friday, we're going to have Nick Gervais from My Monthly Cigars. We're going to crack open the box And find out what's all in the uh, November my monthly cigars box, and then following that, there is going to be a little uh, schedule change, where on Tuesday the um, uh, that would be Tuesday the tenth, we are going to actually have an interview with a author, Paul Allen. Paul Allen. He wrote a book about tobacco was king about tobacco in the uh, North America and whatnot, and um, Pinky. Actually, is going to be on that episode helping us out with that. Yes. So that'll be next Tuesday.
1: So Full disclosure, we've recorded the interview portion of that already, and Pinky did an outstanding job.
0: But guys, we need questions for Ask the Boys for that episode. And that will be one Pinky will be on. You know what? You can so ask her. Here's the thing. Yeah. You have uh, you got two days. This comes out on Tuesday. We're actually going to be recording some of this with her on Thursday. Yes. So just as a heads up, you have two days. You have today and you have Wednesday to get your questions into the Ask the Boys hotline. 863-874-0000. And she will be part of that with us. So be kind. But at the same time recognize that pinky will be with jeff and i
1: well and she'll have insight into us that you may not feel comfortable asking you know nick or i but you could ask her what her take is on our stupidity but on the flip side of that though it would be a good opportunity to get into her mind a little bit as well
0: so as a new cigar smoker yes so make sure a sister of the leaf make sure you get those questions into us either uh today or wednesday there you go yes Otherwise, that's what's coming up. And
1: speaking of My Monthly Cigars, Nick, what is it? My Monthly Cigars
0: is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a box of cigars sent to your home every month. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. And that's two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So it's good to share with like a friend or family member or something like that. Exactly. Or you can hoard it like I do. Like you do. And if you uh, head on over to My Monthly Cigars, you can uh, use Offer code Pulpit. P-U-L-P-I-T. That gets you free shipping on the first box as well as 20% off any of the items in their online store because they have an awesome online store. With cigars and accessories and all kinds of other fun stuff. There you go. So, MyMonthlyCigars.com.
1: And as we finish up here, we'd be remiss if you uh, don't let everybody know how they can get us on the socials. We're on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit as well as at Naked
0: Gator, N E K K I D Gator. Oh, yeah, that's my page. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. And as always, The Ask the Boys hotline, 863-874-0000.
1: My space page is still currently down. Still down. Yeah. Yeah. And guys,
0: guys, we've had some fantastic pictures of your ashes. Oh, yeah. But we want more. More ashes. So we've got this contest. It's kind of going indefinitely. And we are asking to see your ash. So all you got to do, head on over to com, pick up some Bishops and some Gators, and smoke those. They're the official cigar of the Cigar Pulpit.
1: They are, and, and they're good.
0: You can smoke those. Try and get the longest ash. Show us your best ash in a picture. We've had some good contenders. Throw it up on social media. Tag us in it. You got to tag Cigar Pulpit. You got to tag Naked Gator, and you got to tag Martinez cigars. And that gets you entered, and basically we're going to have some weekly prizes, and then we're going to do bigger prizes for people that show us fantastic ash. That's right. And I'd like to point out, Jeff, that we had probably the most epic ash picture we could get. Okay. From Cigar King 818. Oh, man. He pretty much smoked that bishop all the way down to the nub. Yeah, he did. And that ash is... It's sagging a little bit. I like what he did with the band, too, as a ring. He put the band on his uh, pinky finger as a ring there. So I think Cigar King 818 is probably going to have to be the first winner of our... uh, pretty epic prizes okay I then mean, you know i epic may be a little strong of a word it was pretty cool it well was, it, it's, it's an, an epic ash. it's an epic ash yes but the you're, prizes you're yeah, gonna, you're, you'll gonna like get, them. you're gonna get a bigger prize than just the normal weekly prize you'll but like it yeah so cigar king send me a send me a message remind me of your address i think i've probably sent you something before and if i haven't well then i'm confused but anyway send me your address and we will uh we'll get you slotted in to get a prize for that ash because that was a pretty spectacular it was a good
1: picture now i'm going to point out that if uh you know if if any of our cigar smokers out there or our ladies of the leaf yes would like to take a picture with a lovely lady holding our ash i'd be all in for that as well
0: you just want a lady to touch your ash oh yeah i know what you're doing there anyway (laughs) all right well anyway jeff uh Final thoughts on the mill Diaz by Crown heads great cigar
1: I'm finally done with it um, I you can look I smoked that thing down you did. to the you smoked that thing yeah. down to next to nothing. down to the there. down to the just barely the brock I
0: mean it's the stalk of the broccoli yeah. right there it really is yeah and I have also finished mine fantastic cigar um, it's it's there is a lot going on with it it is kind of hard to pin down exactly you know what you're pulling I I, I kind of fascinated by what you were pointing out that you know when you pair it with different things that different you know elements come out of it um i i, I will say this i want to smoke more of them yeah i want to i want to smoke it with more of them fruit, and try it cuz really it really pulled out that floral component because yeah. yeah i do think there's there's a lot going on with that cigar so yeah. anyway love the Mildias. love it so crown heads Crown Heads. So Jeff, unless you have anything else for the betterment of the cause Just thanks
1: again to our buddy John for coming on with us. It was a great interview. It was a
0: great interview We really want to thank John Huber of Crown Heads. He's a good cat. For taking time out So
1: anyway, folks, this has been
0: another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit I'm Nick. I'm Gator And we will see you guys on Friday. Stay safe and stay smoky
1: Living in my attic? Maybe. I mean, you live in the basement. True.